and we'll be back with Q&A and interview. So, um, stay tuned, you guys. We'll be back. Don't worry, I give And we are back. I have Joe Frankie with us. So welcome back to our show on this paranormal corner. And I'm your host, Nikki Ray. And this is Lou. Let you guys know about each of us. I forget to share sometimes about my background. Uh, I'm kind of new to paranormal, but with my gifts, I've always been encountering experiences of ghosts and whatnot. And I'm sure you have too, Joe. And yeah. so um, we can relate. And I'm also part of the Boy Legacy Foundation for about a year now. Woo! So, yeah, let me find that file that you sent me. I'll kind of put it in a nutshell here. Um, so, Joe is a veteran in a paranormal and worked along with the Mornings. And he is also a paranormal researcher, lecturer. Uh, I hope I can do that too one day, lecturer. And um, demonologist and also, like I said, he's uh, not only part of it, he's the CEO of the Warren Legacy Foundation. And so, yeah, welcome back to our show. It's been, what, a year or so? <laughs> I don't think it's been that long, but thanks for having me back. Usually people don't. <laughs> oh, no, I love having my guests returning back, so. Okay. Yeah, I had Chris one time, in fact, a few times. But, yeah, I want to give Chris a shout-out, Chris Kennel, of course, and, uh, and Ken Potter Ken. Uh, I love you guys. So I really do appreciate you guys. So, so of course, I have to dive in. Um, what was it like to work with the late morning? If you don't mind sharing over there after you uh, introduce yourself, what you do is stuff. Well, thanks, Nikki. Uh, my name is Joe Frankie. Uh, You're welcome. I'm a paranormal researcher, doing the work now for 37 years. I started out when oh, I was, wow. <laughs> well. I started out when I was 18 years old when I met the Warrens. Um, met them at one of their lectures, uh, and I think they were about the age that I am now when I started. Interestingly enough, uh, the more I think about it, maybe they're a little bit older. But um, I had met them at a lecture that my wife had seen that they were going to be lecturing in a neighboring town at a uh, hotel. I said, hey, wouldn't that be neat to go see the Warrens speak instead of going to another movie, you know? A, I think it was a Friday night. And, you know, so we walked in, and Lorraine, I remember seeing her at the table, and, you know, t at the registration table, too, selling tickets. And she looked at me strangely, you know, kind of like she knew me. Right. And I cocked her head to the side, and she said, honey, have we met before? And I said, <laughs> she called everybody honey. She was such a sweetie. And I said, no, Lorraine, I've heard a lot about you. I've seen you on television and read about you in print media. Uh, I said, yeah, but it's an honor to meet you. And she's looking at me and she's like, she's like, you know, she said, there's a reason why you're here today. She was like, uh, you know, I'd like to talk to you after the show. Can you make sure you come and see Ed and I uh, after the presentation? So, of course, I was all excited. Here I am, 18 years old. I mean, I, what do I know, right? Uh, so, um, 
long story longer. We uh, we went out after the, the presentation. We went out across the street. There was a diner. And we went to the diner, and I'm sitting across from Lorraine. We're all sitting next to me and my wife. We, we were just dating at the time. That's how far back we go. Uh, and Ed and Tony were there. Okay. And she was holding my hand, and she told me what she was doing. She was reading my aura. Yeah, it's supernatural glow that emanates from, from all of us. Right. And, um, she could read auras. She could see them. I could see auras, too. Oh, could you? Yeah. Well, don't, don't read mine right now. It might not be I'll good. I'll try not to. <laughs> and, and she said, you know, honey, I'm reading your aura, and I can tell by your aura that you were meant to do this work. And she said, would you like to come and work with Ed and I? And, of course, I'm like, absolutely. You know, what do you, you can't turn that down, right? So, uh, I mean, the rest, as they say, is, is history. Uh, so we started, uh, they used to have classes at a little um, place up in Newtown, Connecticut. A um, uh, place called the Holly Manor. There was a little back room, not, not much bigger than a coat closet. And I remember that's when I was first, or he, the first time I, I heard firsthand about some of the cases, cases that turned into what you know is the Conjuring movie. Um, Annabelle, right. Amityville. You know, I got I got Annabelle's twin sister back there watching. I see that, yeah. She's, she's the good sister. That's Annabelle. Oh, yeah, so we have nothing to worry about, right? <laughs> but, you know, uh, we were, I think the classes were maybe two hours, hour and a half, two hours. And there was only about six of us, maybe eight, six to eight of us, sitting around in a horseshoe, horseshoe pattern, and Ed would bring in his tape recorders and his tapes and his notes and files and about the cases they worked on, like uh, Amityville, the Amityville case in Long Island, New York. Um, and and that's one of their first ones, right? The Amityville? Is that one of their first few? Uh, it's one um, of their, well, there's cases? many cases, but that one happened in the early 70s. I've actually uh, had people say... What's that? That's before well, I was born in 72. Yeah, so. That's probably before most of your listeners were born. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm feeling the years now. But again, I was young, impressionable, uh, frightened, of course, to hear these horrifying tales. Um, you know, and uh, I'm, yeah. I've had people actually say, that's pretty neat. You were at Amityville. I said, no, I wasn't at Amityville. At the time, I was. Um, maybe six or seven years old. I think, uh, let's see, in 1975, I would have been seven years old. But I can tell the story as it was told to me. Uh, and there's probably only a few people that can tell me. Because, yeah, because they're, um, unfortunately, Ed and, and Lorraine are past now. Yeah. Uh, but that's when I first heard about what really went on there, what they experienced there, what happened. Ed told me about what happened to him in the basement, things like that. And, uh, you know, eventually, you know, as we moved forward, um, we ended up going back to their house for the first time. That's where I first obtained, they gave me a signed copy of the Demonologist, the original copy. I have a copy that, of that book as well. I read it a couple the times. The original one, the small one. Yeah. So I have that. I have some uh, precious items that were signed to me by both of them which is very, uh, I treasure them because Ed didn't oh, sign yeah. Lorraine was usually the one that would write love and prayers, Ed and Lorraine won, but Ed, 
Ed signed those uh, items, and I also have a uh, a picture of his painting behind me of the White Lady of Union Graveyard that was given to me 30 years ago by the. So oh, these wow. are things to treasure, and these are these are items that are priceless to me because they can't be replaced. Oh yeah, I don't doubt. I do bring them uh, on the road sometimes with me when I lecture and show them to you know th those that are interested, but they're they're not for sale. And, I'll never sell them. Um, so, I see this is come down to California. We'll let the year you, you know, lectures. You know, uh, if my health holds out and um, and things go the way that we want them, uh, I will be probably doing some lecturing at colleges and universities soon. Um, that's the plan anyway. Uh, and then I'd like to make my way around the country. So you may see me out there sooner than you think. Oh, awesome. Uh, I look forward to it people out there so I'll definitely keep you posted uh, when I'm going to be out on the West Coast um, but you know that's you know that's how I got started but I think it was probably a good good two years before I was actually given a case to handle on my own before that you know my wife and I or my girlfriend at the time we would travel around the Warrens uh, with the Warrens to uh, help them with their lectures and do uh, local investigations, mainly in the New England area, because you know right. we both work full time and we're really at liberty to travel all the time like they did. But um, did, did a lot of you know um, listened to a lot of our lectures, and I, I also I say this jokingly, but it was true. Uh, act as, as their security at some of the lectures. Sometimes you get people that get a little rowdy, have a little too much to drink. You know, we call yeah. them first. You know, and, uh, you know, I'd have to approach people and just politely ask them to stop or I was going to remove them from the venue. Um, fortunately, I didn't have to do that too many times, but uh, I wouldn't stand for them being disrespected, you know, while they're trying to do a, a presentation. Um, right. You know, so uh, that's something that I have some very fond memories of those days. Spent a lot of time in their home. They spent a lot of time in mine. A lot of dinners were had between us. Uh, spent a lot of time in the museum. There would be days, maybe a, a rainy Saturday or Sunday, and I get a phone call from Ed. He's like, "Hey, kid, what are you doing?" He always called me kid. Hey, kid, what are you doing? Ah, oh, not much today. It's a crappy day, you know. He's like, "Come on over. I want to show you a few things." And it, you know, he used to bring me down, and we'd go into the museum, and his office was right off the museum, and he'd take me in there and go over some case files and. You know, I, I, I learned from the best, you know. That's one of my questions I was going to ask you. What would be the most well, um, haunted artifact in a museum besides Annabelle? And well, there's quite a few of them. Yeah. It's a good question. There's quite a few of them. Um, you know, just about every item in that museum was brought back from a case. Right. Uh, and is could potentially have some kind of attachment to it, uh, possibly a negative attachment. Um, a lot of weird mm -hmm. things went on in the, in the museum. Ed really wouldn't let anybody stay in there past 9 o'clock at night. He said, you know, 9 o'clock to, you know, 6 in the morning were like the psychic hours, with like 3 o'clock in the morning being the worst, you know. I'm starting to believe it myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, many times we had asked him if we could, me and a couple of the other investigators could spend the night in the museum and just, you know, we wouldn't sleep, of course, we just kind of document what, if anything, happened. Right. Um, but he's like, Joe, if I didn't love you, I'd let you. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> That's what he used to tell me. Uh, weird things would happen in there at certain times. And he even told me that because his office was right off of the, the back of the museum, he would say, Joe, he's like, sometimes if I feel it's not safe, he goes, I won't even work in here after 9 o'clock. <laughs> you know, so, you know, these, these artifacts, and there's so many of them. You know, the shadow doll yeah, and, the, and the dinosaur from the Brookfield, Connecticut case, which is the basis of the Conjuring 3 movie um, that happened, I believe, around 1981. That was before I joined them. Uh, oh, wow. you know, 1981, I was uh, 13, 13 years old. Yeah, I was just watching the Conjuring in the first one. Is that like the only one that's really true to the cases? You're talking about the farmhouse? Yeah, yeah, the Yeah, I mean, I was, um, I had been, I had been to the house a couple of times, but not with them. This was later on um, when uh, Norma Sutcliffe owned the house. Um, you know, she claims that nothing really happened there, um, or at least while they were staying there, which is entirely possible. You know, because Anthony, her, <laughs> her family might have been targeted. You know, uh, I don't know firsthand right. what happened there and. And now the house has turned into a sort of like, like kind of like a museum or something else. Somebody just bought it last year. I'm not sure who owns it. Someone, woman out of Boston, purchased the. Home. Oh, wow. I'm not sure what their plans are for the home, but I will caution people if you do go there, uh, be careful. Uh, I know that um, some investigators have brought in, uh, you know, conjuring equipment like. Ouija boards and things like that. That's not good. Um, you know, oh, no. <laughs> if your intention is to conjure spirits. That's never a good idea, R regardless of where you are. Especially, you know, it's known to be active. Yeah, it's not safe. Yeah, I was more interested in the home for its historical historical aspect. It was yeah. 1700s, very old house. I love history. So I, old, I love old houses, old cemeteries, old buildings in general, um, you know, because I'm old now. <laughs> but, you know, back then, you know, Ed would tell me these stories in, in class and even at the house. He told me about what happened at the house after Amityville, where he saw this big black dark figure came up the stairs and stood right in front of him. Oh, wow. And it was just off the kitchen area, within right inside the kitchen area. And I remember... The first time he was telling me the story, I said, where did that happen? He was right about where you're standing. <laughs> it's funny, because whenever I go to, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but whenever I go to my friend's house, it's like, did you know that you're sitting in my brother's chair and he's passing? So I got up. <laughs> but I didn't know it was, how the man he sat there. Right. So, right. so I have sensitivity sometimes, I guess, as well. So um, I also had a similar experience yeah. where uh, when, I'm, when I was just starting out in paranormal, um, you know, and I happened to go with my friends to this um, very haunted restaurant. I don't know if you heard of it. It's called the Hunter Steakhouse, and that's out in the Ocean Side, California. No, I don't think I've heard but, of it. Um, we happened to go there at the right time because there's other people that I said she's also psychic. She's like, she didn't, she's definitely worth coming for some reason. <laughs> but I'm like, we're here for a reason. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, and we end up staying afterwards, after the, after our thing, let us stay in. Yeah. 
for a while, look around. Yeah, I felt a few things there. It's quite interesting. Yeah, well, I've had an interesting career, for lack of a better term. Uh, again, like I said, 37 years, and, you know, there's people like Chris and John, you know, that have been doing this longer than I have. But right. not too many people that have had the experience with the Warrens that I have, because I had the pleasure and the privilege to know them as people. They were wonderful people. They had hearts of gold. They were just like, your, they were grandparents to me, you know? They are very kind and gentle to everyone. Yeah, but... <laughs> Never heard Lorraine especially speak a bad word about it anyway. She was so sweet, you know. Um, but I do hear there are people out there that um, maybe didn't care for them or didn't care for the methods or, you know, right. <laughs> how they do things. And that's fine. That's what makes us all individuals. But I would really plead with people not to speak illy about them because right. I think it's very personal. And, uh, it's not nice to talk about somebody or false accusations about things. That's that, true. You know, they're not here to, to defend themselves, you know, but, you know, these are coming from people that never met them before, you know, and all they know yeah, about yeah. what they read or what they saw yeah. on TV. And, you know, I would encourage people, if, if you have questions about things the Warrens did, contact me, and I'll, I'll tell you the God's honest truth as far as I know. But right. You know, they can contact me, and I'd be happy to talk to them about it, you know. Um, but uh, they, they were wonderful people, and they were great mentors for me. Yeah, I would love to meet them and learn from them as well. In fact, I can't remember my other question. Has anything ever, like, I always have a hard time saying this. Uh, malevolent, has it ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. Um, gosh. Many times, uh, I kind of specialize in the negative cases. I don't want to say demonic. That, that <laughs> word is Because we don't know. Uh, a lot of times you don't know if it's a truly demonic entity or it's just a negative entity, which is pretty much the same thing. But you can have human negative entities as well. I mean, let's face it. If you're, if you're a douchebag in, in life, you're probably going to be a douchebag in death. If you decide not to pass over. I twist there. You know, in my years of doing this, I've been assaulted many times. I've been punched, oh, no. bitten. Uh, when I was, I was a bigger, I was a bigger guy than I am now. And in my younger years, I was a weightlifter, all that stuff. Huh. You know, black belt, into, you know, Taekwondo. And that physical size and strength doesn't really help much. For something that's right. battling that's intangible. You know, you're... Your greatest weapon, in my opinion, is your faith. Right. You, know, you can't fight something you can't see, touch, feel, you know. But you can battle it with your faith. You can battle it spiritually. That's why I have it. That's how I was taught, born and raised Roman Catholic. And there's, there's, there's all kinds of religions out there. There's people that don't believe in anything. That's fine. Right. I have at least one prayer that I know by heart that I say if I know it, I'm in any danger. That I can repeat over and over. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm raised Christian Baptist, but I'm more spiritual now, more open. So, yep. yeah. Well, I mean, in my opinion, you know, my faith has served me well through the years. It's protected me. It protects me to this day. Um, you know, I still take cases now and again. I mostly do a lot of consulting. Um, I'll only actually go on a case if I really feel that my presence is warranted, you know. What I'm trying to do is, there's two things that I do. 
I try to, I help people and I try to educate people. And that would be anyone from the general public to, you know, tomorrow's investigator, you know, but I ask people to have their heart in the right place. Okay. Always be kind, be gentle and be humble. Those are the three things I always say. Be kind, be gentle, be humble. Okay. Um, Television and movies have really taken over this field. Um, there's a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies, and they're well done. Some of them are very well done, mm-hmm. but they don't accurately depict um, a genuine investigation. You know, people that go out just to get, you know, the money shot, they try to gain evidence, whether it be photographic evidence or video or audio. Um, Ed used to say, well, they only do, they've only done half the work. Because now, once you've found that, that evidence, and it could be uh, verified that it is something, you know, supernatural or paranormal, um, as opposed to something that could be naturally explained, well, now what are you prepared to do about it? Now, if you've got a family or a person or or someone's business or something that's at stake here, you better know what you're doing, you know? because that family is looking to you for hope and guidance and understanding in overcoming their fears and their, and their paranormal affliction may it be you know always say it's always good to do your homework well yeah you got to yeah. do your homework um but you know you, it, i'm still learning nicole i mean i've been doing this a long time. i'm still learning and i can learn as much from everyone out there as you can learn from me you know i don't know everything uh, there are days where I wish I could pick up the phone and call them and ask them a question, you know, but what I'll do is I'll reach out to my colleagues, such as yourself and say, Hey, what do you think Thank about you. this? You know, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta have a network of people that you can rely on. You know, um, you can't just That's you know, people call me a paranormal expert. Well, okay. You know, uh, depends on how you define the term. I've always resisted that over the years because you don't want to say I'm an expert because I know everything. I certainly, <laughs> I certainly don't know everything. And that which I don't know, I try to educate myself on in some way, shape, or form. But this this work, it's continually educational. You're trying to learn and, and better yourself. Uh, and then what I try to do through my lecture series and things like that is to uh, go out to the public and share that knowledge with the public just like the warren shared it with me you know and i will yeah, listen there are people out there that are naysayers and you know that are doubters and you know i remember a, a lecture i did many many years ago where i was showing a photo on screen now you know you show a photo and it's got you know like some kind of ectoplasmic mist or spiritual energy or whatever we we call it right. I say to the public, I said, look, I'm not saying that this is a spirit or a ghost because that would be irresponsible. No one on this earth can say that for sure. There are answers to questions that we won't get in this lifetime. That's my feeling. We'll get answers on the other side, but, you know, um, we don't really know. It's like orbs can easily be debunked as well. So every orb, yeah. Explained away as many other things, (laughs) Uh, you know, orbs and and light rods and things like that end up being, you know, cobwebs or spider webs. Right. Or beds. Infrared light, and they're moving around because 
you know, the wind is blowing them or, you know, dust, you can say, if you've ever looked in a sun stream and there's dust floating around and you blow into it, dust just goes everywhere and it just kind of floats. Yeah. You know, but if you've got some kind of light energy that has trajectory and it moves around and it stops and, you know, and then it, and it changes direction, maybe it's a bug. It could be a bug, you know, water vapor, things like that. You want to be really, really, really sure you know what you're talking about. Before I had a weird experience. I had a weird experience. I don't know if I told you, but um, with the orb. I, so I know it's a light anomaly. So it's not only that it come to you once, but it came to me twice that same evening. Mm -hmm. Same shape, form. And I don't want to think of it. I didn't have the equipment back then or phones. You know, I didn't know what to do back then. I was well, just starting my abilities. <laughs> well, I, you know, I tell you what I tell people is I say, look, all I ask for people is to have an open mind. Right. Say, is this possible? You know, is this spirit possible? Is this negative entity possible? You know, I've even had this conversation with priests, you know, and religious clergy. And I'd say, well, do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe, you know, well, of course I do. Well, then why wouldn't you believe in evil? You know, or, you know, why wouldn't you believe in Satan? Which basically right. translates into uh, adversary. You know, Lucifer, Satan, are one and the same. Um, you know, a fallen angel. I mean, depending on your faith. Again, I don't push my faith on anyone. I was born and raised Roman Catholic. I was trained in the Roman Catholic, Catholic, you know, Catholic way. Um, but I am open to all ideas, uh, all religions. I'm, I've, I've worked with people that are atheists, agnostics. You know, try to help them the, the best that I can. You know, um, I was asked a question today earlier on a podcast about demonology and exorcism. Uh, they are not the same. They are married to each other. But I was just going to ask you that too. Well, I mean, you know, demonology basically is the study of demons when you take it literally, you know, and there are, you know, 1,800 or so demons that are mentioned. And, you know, people say, well, don't mention their name. Well, they only say that because you don't want to give it recognition. Right. You know, obviously, if I mention a demon name, and I have many times in this house, but, you know, I'm not conjuring them, mm. you know, um, but you try not to give those things recognition, anything, anything negative or bad. You don't want to give it give it recognition. You want to respect it. You want to respect its power. But hey, you know uh, they don't have any power over me. They don't have any power over you. But you got to believe that. You know people wear you know they wear crucifixes around their neck. Right. Not on right now, but you know what is that? It's a piece of metal around your neck unless you. Believe I only it. have a couple of these. My dad left me. Was it Saint Benedict? I couldn't. I think it. so. He was. I think they were. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, so think about it. You have faith in what that metal symbolizes and the protection that it provides given the faith that you have in it. However, Sorry. if you don't really believe or you question your faith, then maybe it's about a piece of metal. You know? Sorry, oh, my dog. That's okay. I've got it's a couple. It's Bill, it's not his own stuff. <laughs> I had to have my wife close the door, otherwise, I'd have a cat on my shoulder. <laughs> she likes excitement sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. I have a colleague of mine. Every time I talk to her, her uh, her bird starts chirping. I'm like, your bird loves me. They know, they know. When you're not, not paying attention to them. <laughs> I used to have birds because I like animals. 
speaking of animals, I think they have the sensitivity as well, more so than we about very sensitive to this kind of stuff. Um, they could probably sense, see, or, or, or hear things that we can't. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, sometimes their reaction to something, um, you know, can be a telltale sign that there's something going on. But not all the time. I don't want people to think that, hey, my bar my dog's barking at the corner of the room. You know, Satan's over there, you know, or, or uh, you know, there's a shadow figure or something. Right. <laughs> I don't want to scare people unnecessarily. I always tell people, let's look at things rationally and scientifically and see if there's a natural explanation for what you're experiencing. That's you know, true. One of the first questions I ask is, you watch a lot of these TV shows that are on, you watch a lot of these movies. And most people will say yes. Some people will say no because it scares them. You know, but um, now the seed's been planted. Call that, you know, being, uh, you know, it, it, it's in their mind. Um, and you know, like watching The Exorcist at three o'clock in the morning in the dark by yourself, and then wanting to get up and go to the bathroom, and you're all alone, and it's dark, and you're hearing creaks and noises, and and all of a sudden you're you're scared out of your mind. Oh, the water bottle pops. <laughs> that scares me sometimes. I would suggest you know, and a lot of people like that feeling, but it doesn't mean you've got something hiding under your bed. Right. Um, quite you know. It's, it's just, it plays with people's minds, and psychosomatic was the word I was looking for. Once that seed is planted in your head, now everything's paranormal. They, you know, um, there's back off the ledge. There's a word for that antidote or something that you manifest your own psychic energy. What's that? Yeah. I'm sorry? It's true that we can manifest our own, what's that word? Antidote? Right? Yeah. Yeah, you can manifest these yeah. things in your own mind. You know, mind is a power, powerful thing. Mind yeah, I do that with the TV. Thing. You know, if you want something to be there bad enough, then in your mind it's going to be. You know, not everything is paranormal. You know, just because you hear a noise or a creaking or something that you can't explain, it doesn't mean you have an issue in your home or your place of business. And, um, I don't deal with a lot of that anymore. Usually when I'm called in, it's usually pretty bad. Where you've got poltergeist activity, you have people that are physically assaulted. Um, you know, one of my scariest moments was when I was about 21, 22 years old. I was in a house. Oh, I was probably about 350 pounds or so. Like I said, I was a big weightlifter, stockies. You know, um, and I was picked up and thrown across the room, probably a good 10 or 12 feet. Oh, wow. You know, just thrown across the room like nothing. And people will say, oh, geez, Joe, weren't you scared? I go, well, yeah, I was scared. I'm human. <laughs> I was scared at the time, you know, but I was more pissed off than I was scared. You know, and I'm like, you know, is that all you got? I mean, you know, why don't you, you want to fight me, fight me. Don't, don't. Like, like why pick on you? Is there like anybody else they should have You know, it's weird. Well, yeah, I mean. There are, um, when you're talking about picking on people, uh, I call people that really experience that kind of thing, victim souls. Um, yeah, so I got scratches, bruises. Targeting the weakest link. Now, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily be a target. However, you know, I always say if you take a stick and you go up to a tiger in the cage and you poke at it enough, it's going to try to take a swat at you. Oh, yeah. 
so much before it's going to retaliate, you know? So that's kind of what we do, but only when we have to. You know, I was taught the art of religious provocation. You know, you, you know when you say things, uh, when you want to get rid of negative stuff, you don't do it in my name, you do it in God's name. Right. You know, I was taught, you know, I command you in the name and the blood of Christ, get the hell out of here, go back to where you came from. I don't, you know, you always want to invoke a higher power. You know, uh, I don't say I command you in my name to get like, he's going to laugh at me. You know, who am I? But uh, that's like I said, to come back to your faith. That's where your faith comes in. And it's been very, very helpful and instrumental through the years. But again, you need to really believe. You need to be very um, uh, religious. You need to be in a state of grace. So, you know, uh, like I said, I don't go do a lot of cases personally unless I'm really needed. Right. You know, my job in, in, in the foundation as the chief investigative officer is to help our regional directors with cases if they need them. And, and mostly it's just conversations on the phone giving them in my advice. Um, they might ask me questions. I'll ask them questions. We learn from one another. Um, and, and we've taken a lot care of a lot of people that way. I don't necessarily have to get on a plane and go somewhere unless I'm really needed. Right. And I will do that in, in a moment's notice if I have to. You know, speaking, but, speaking of uh, advice, what advice would you give to like newbies in the paranormal? I'm sorry. I'm trying to hear you, Mike. Uh, what advice would you give to uh, new people in general about yeah, you know, people, um, Well, I welcome everyone. You know, I always said if your heart's in the right place and you want to get into this work for the right reasons, God bless you. Welcome aboard. However, make sure you're prepared. All right. right. You need to be prepared psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and physically helped. You know, you want to make sure you're prepared. A lot of people, unfortunately, are not, and no, and they become victims themselves. You know, a lot That's of people true. are in this work today for the thrill-seeking part of it, which is kind of sad. You know, but you know, look, everyone's kind of fascinated by ghosts and stuff like that. Everybody likes a good ghost story, but that's fine. But I don't advocate breaking into uh, abandoned buildings. You know, that are clearly posted, no trespassing. Uh, Forget about the paranormal for a second. Think about the safety issue. Right. You know, the, the safety issue, the health issue. You know, a building could have uh, you fall through a floor or have the ceiling collapse on you. It could be breathing in asbestos if it's an old building or lead paint or whatever. There are so many hazards out there. Forget about something supernatural. You know, plus that it's 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 against the law and it's disrespectful. Right. You know, um, I've always held. Uh, these places in highest regard and been very respectful. One advice I would have if you start out as a, a newbie, um, I started out taking psychic photographs in cemeteries. Fun thing to do, you can do it during the day. Ghosts just don't come out at night. You know, they, they, they're seen at all, all hours of the day. They're around all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, however, I will say this make sure you get proper permission if you're there after hours. You can right. said this in the show this morning that. You know, somebody asked a question. I said, check with, if you want to go into a cemetery after dark, they usually close at dusk. Make sure you check with the cemetery itself or the cemetery association or even the local police department. You know, uh, every once in a blue moon, I'll go out and maybe I'll take a few people out to a cemetery. And if it's after hours, uh, I usually contact the police department in that town. Most of them know who I am. 
you know, just say, look, I just want to ask if it's okay. This is what my car is. This is my license plate number. So you know who I am. Um, Sometimes like, oh, Joe, we know who you are. Just don't, just be careful. Don't get hurt, you know. But some places will say, Joe, we appreciate you asking, but we're going to have to say no. You need to respect that. A lot of people, you see these YouTube videos or people go into these cemeteries at night or old buildings or old hospitals. Yeah, I even had a couple of security guys even went along with this. But I was totally fine with that. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's fascinating. Some of these videos are interesting, but they usually cut off. If somebody catches something and they get kind of freaked out and then they start running the other way, you know, and I'm like, well, that doesn't look very good for you. But, um, you know, you don't want to do that because you could get hurt. Physically. Right. You know, forget about, like I said, the paranormal aspect of it. Uh, also, I would re highly recommend that you find a person or a team in your area that has experience. I'm certainly not the only one out there. That, that can help people. I have a lot of colleagues that I've known for 30, 40 years, even more, that have you know, just as much, if not more, experience than myself. You know, try and find someone like that or maybe a team that's been doing this for 10 years or more and uh, try to get in with them and get mentored by someone. You know, don't watch TV. TV is not training. Okay, you're not gonna, you're not gonna right. learn what to do by watching television shows, you're going to learn what not to do. Right, entertainment, you know? mostly. <laughs> you know, and and I mean, I mean, not not make a few friends over that statement, but it's just how I feel. I hardly ever watched. If mm -hmm. I was thinking today, I hardly ever watched any of those shows anymore. They're not really that uh -huh. informative or nothing like that, like well, we did. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to poo-poo them because they are. Some of them are very well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Uh, there are some nice characters and people that have uh, great showmanship, for lack of a better term. But right. in some cases, I feel they're making a mockery of what I do. Because what I do is I help people with their issues and I try to educate people. Okay, I'm not in it for fame and fortune. I, I don't care about any of that. Um, TV shows, I, I've turned down many, many shows because that's not what I want to do. You know, I'm not going to have some 25-year-old producer fresh out of college telling me what to do or what to say. Or where, oh, just, Joe, stand here, and this is what we want you to say to the camera. I can't do that in good conscience, so I just respectfully decline. You know, that's my choice. Right, that's good. Uh, I had another question here I wrote down earlier. Um, what are your view about, let's say, Collecting haunted objects that a person that might be on uh, dangerous. If you don't know what you're collecting, <laughs> there's a danger with that as well. I mean, uh, I do have some objects in my home that were collected from people. Um, you know, you want to make sure that if you're going to do that, you're very careful and you have mm -hmm. them, you're, you're protected, your home is protected, the objects are basically sealed uh, from any negative energy. I mean, objects can have energy attached to them. Homes can be haunted. People can be haunted. Cars can be haunted. Objects can be haunted. I mean, just be careful if you're going to do that. I don't want to tell anybody that they shouldn't do something. I mean, people are free to do whatever they want. Right. Just be smart about it. And if you're not sure and you're out there and listening, give me, send me a message on Messenger and I'll try to help you as much as I can. You know, um, the Warrens obviously had a museum with a lot of artifacts in it. 
they would have those artifacts blessed and protected. I tell people to, you know, basically the simple way to protect yourself, again, based on your faith, is right. yourself in a bright light, like in a snow globe. And there's nothing evil can penetrate that. It's all, it's all here, you know, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's, and it's. I like using that method too. What's that? I like using that method too, so I'm, I'm more visual as Anybody well. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Anybody can do that. But you need to have the faith that you're protected. You know, don't uh, don't just say them because they're just words. Say them right. with your heart, with your heart, <laughs> and you'll be protected. You want to protect yourself. Uh, if you're going out on a case, another thing I would suggest is um, visit your local parish church and go to confession. Uh, maybe take the take the Eucharist and uh, you know say a few novenas. Wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad idea? And ask for protection you know ask for that protection because you don't know what you're getting into you know it could be just grandma's ghost coming for a visit you know maybe there was a new right. i'm dealing with a case now where there was a new uh, a child he's not newborn but he's about a year and a half old and the family claims they're having some activity that they can't explain and i thought you know in doing some research and talking with the family um i've discerned that it possibly is the woman's grandmother that had passed a couple of years before the child was born and the oh, wow. grandmother was there just in a helpful way in a loving way but the child and the dog apparently and even the husband and wife can see this they see it not straight on but out of their peripheral vision um but the child they think you no know, the child's very young so they can't really articulate what they're seeing but i said okay well let's go on the premise that that's what's happening I said, what I'd like you to do is, in a very calm and loving voice, just walk around your home and ask, you know, Grandma, if this is you, or I think uh, they were Polish, so there was a, a Polish name for Grandma that escapes me. I'm sorry. Uh, That's should, right. I, should I recite, should I say this in English or in Polish? I said, it doesn't matter. She'll understand you. She's going to understand you. Just, just say, look, thank you so much for the help. I got this. But, you know, we can see you and you're scaring the baby and, and the dog, apparently. And I said, sometimes that's all it takes. So the next day, she sent me a message the next morning. And she said, I asked, did what you asked me to do. And it was a very peaceful night. The baby didn't wake up. Oh, wow. up. Okay. Well, then I guess the next night, her husband got called into work. I hope I'm remembering this right. But she was home alone with, with the child. And the child woke up screaming. Now, maybe he had a nightmare. I, I don't know. But she immediately went to, he's seeing something. So she went in and re reiterated what I asked her to say. And she said that she went down and watched on the baby monitor. She said within a minute or two, her son was sound asleep and everything was fine. Now, whether wow. there was a spirit there, I'm not sure. But it's not going to hurt. You don't want to come in with guns blazing and say, get the hell out of here. No. no. You need to treat, you know this, Nikki. You yeah. need to treat spirits with the same amount of respect that we treat one another. You know? Because there's no reason to come come in with guns blazing. That may come down the line depending on what you're dealing with. You're yeah, dealing I totally with can relate. If, you know, if you're dealing with something bad and something evil, that's when you may need to bring the, bring, uh, the big guns out later. Yeah. You know? Which is what i kind of specialize in i hate it i tell i tell my foundation members i said listen 
If my phone doesn't ring, I'm happy. I don't want to be picked up and thrown across the room again. That's going to hurt. I'm an old guy now. You know, it hurt when I was 22 years old. You know, now I'm in my 50s. I know. I, I can relate to those things. I'm also a medium. And I've had spirit with those kind of me even when I'm trying to sleep. I'm like, can you come to me later? I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, you <laughs> like, okay. Set your boundaries. That's what I yeah. do. When it's time, if I'm sitting there watching the game. I need to start doing that. And I'm like, look, you know, I'm watching the Yankees. Hopefully not get beat by the Red Sox again. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know this with your gifts, but you got to set boundaries. Right. No, don't cross these boundaries. You know, respect respect my boundaries and I'll respect yours. It's all about mutual respect, whether you're living or That's dead. That's true, yeah. You know? But yeah, they were once human, most of them. I'm sorry? So they were once human, most of them. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. most of them are, but, you know, it's like, you know, the old golden rule. Treat others as you yourself would like to be treated. Exactly. I want somebody screaming at me for no reason. Oh, dude, you know, I'm sorry. Just treat them with respect. And, you know, that's why I said. I think they like me because I have that soft voice. You know, I think that's why they also like me. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You know, but this Ooh, is quite like, sorry. Satisfying work, you know. People ask, "Well, what oh, you is yeah. charge?" Look, there's never a charge for me to help you. Matter of fact, this this young lady who messaged me the other day, she's like, "Joe, I forgot to ask you yesterday. What are you? What are your fees?" I said, "There's no fee." I said, "There's no fee." I said, "My payment is to see the smile on your face when you feel that your problem has been eradicated. You know, when you when you are at peace or that spirit that may or may have not been there, but." people that come with this they're not making it up but in their mind it's very real you know she had any, things where lights were flickering on and off at times and i said well i'm getting the feeling that you may have an electrical issue more than a paranormal issue right. as far as the lights are concerned however it could be the spirit you know answering you or giving you a sign of its presence it could be um but i asked her to have her husband make sure that the electrical uh, throughout the whole house was checked, make sure the house is grounded properly, make sure everything's shielded, make sure the polarity, check, check the, the polarity of every outlet in the house. Because God forbid there was an electrical issue and the house sparked on fire in the middle of the night, you know. So I, I always go there first, you know, until I have overwhelming evidence that, okay, maybe this can't be explained naturally or normally. Then we have right. to look to the paranormal, or that would be above and beyond the five senses. You know, right. I'm going to ask you real quickly before we go. I already know about five minutes till we go already. Well, but um, I never shut up. No, I love hearing you talk. Um, hopefully, there'll be a part two or three of you on here. <laughs> so, um, you'd like to have me, and your guests are interested. I'll come back. Sure, you're welcome back anytime. What a question. Um, yeah, I'm also starting another book. Only you guys know, I only wrote my 13 books. <laughs> mm -hmm. But this one is actually a part two of my second book, um, Haunted Vessels and Cursed Objects. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard it out with me, but it's out now. Mm -hmm. And this is a continuation with my fascination in that area. Yeah. So what, in your experience, what do you think, I should say, why do you think some objects can be 
cursed or attached to easily than you know like this like objects being cursed yeah. i believe the curses can be very real um they can be very real um you know there are religions like voodoo <laughs> things like that um that believe in that so i respect that i believe it you know Santeria, you know people can curse people people can curse objects um so i mean i do believe in that of course because i have an open mind about everything uh i haven't had too many of santeria or things like that but if were a case were to come i wouldn't I, I would i would work on it but i would do my homework i would probably research it i would contact colleagues of mine that know more about that you know i mean i know a little about a lot maybe not a lot about a little you know you know so that's where your resources come in make sure you network with people people that you trust you know right. people that have been doing this for a while but yeah i mean curses are very real and they're not to be taken lightly you know there are generational curses we've worked in a lot of cases like that where you know maybe two generations ago someone was into witchcraft or uh, dark witchcraft i should say right um, or satanic ri uh, rituals satanic worship um things like that uh ouija boards forms of divination you know tarot cards and i know i get myself in trouble there i'm like look you know forms of divination are not good in my opinion it's like rolling a dice and taking a chance you may right. or may not ever be affected by it if you know what you're doing and you're properly grounded and you're experienced you're going to be fine more more often than not just like what, the, the movie the exorcist you know, right did she play with the reason why if i was all right true story of the exorcist um was a 14 year old boy uh, that he and his aunt his aunt got him into working the ouija board and they used to use it a lot and then when she passed away he used it to try to contact her spirit and we all know what happened there i mean obviously he didn't right. spinning around a pea soup and all that stuff but as i understand the writing on the body and everything that that really did happen yeah i just got the book so i'm reading the book right now itself yeah i mean that stuff is very real it's not it's rare you know i was approached some years ago from hbo actually about a show on exorcism and i'm like yeah good luck with that good luck with finding enough content to have a weekly show the, the deal evidently fell through but i said you know exorcisms aren't as prominent as maybe tv would have you believe you know uh they're not, right. they're not done how do i put this they're not done like every day it's not like you go down to your parish and, and there's an exorcism being performed every saturday night or something you know exorcisms are very real but they're like the last resort. pretty rare they're very rare they're the last resort they need to be sanctioned by the church if you're roman catholic um and that's very hard you have to come to the church and i've learned this from ed and lorraine you need to go to the church with overwhelming evidence overwhelming tangible evidence things that they can see you know or hear you know and then they'll make a decision they'll usually usually send a priest or, or a deacon uh, to the home for a while for a little while to observe and you know based on their report back to their bishop the bishop might you know might give his blessing on doing an exorcism usually you'd probably start out with 
a deliverance prayer. Right. You know, prayers of deliverance are a layman's form of exorcism. They are very powerful prayers, but they could be done by any one of us. But again, you need to believe in what that prayer says. It's the faith behind it. That's the real power, not just the words. You know, I know I've mentioned that a few times tonight, but that is vital. You well, I appreciate it. We're going to laugh from you every time you come out here. We're going to laugh from you guys. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate what you do. I've got a lot of stories for group. We've spoken before, and there's a lot of stories in my head somewhere that yeah so maybe there'll be a part three <laughs> well if, if you'll have me i'd be more than happy sure anytime but um i'm sorry are we out of time just about um why can't everybody find you and why if they should you help well you can get me you can get a hold of me through uh, the warren legacy foundation or um, my email is jfrankie at warrenlegacy.com uh, or ghost1 at comcast.net is my personal email. I don't have any YouTube channel or TikTok. Or, I'm not on social media other than Facebook, so you can look me up on Facebook. I like TikTok for fun anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't put any videos. I have a TikTok account because a friend of mine made it for me, but I haven't used it yet. I'm not somebody that really goes around videoing myself or whatever, but maybe I'll get into it. I'll have to ask my yeah, it's fun when you're born or you're <laughs> I'll have to ask my grown children. Matter of fact, on my next show, I do have a show with Dr. Lee. Um, it's called Passport to the Paranormal. Uh, yeah, I look forward to that. I roped into that one, but um, people have been asking me forever to have a show or a podcast. So our show is on Thursday nights um, uh, at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. So that would be 7 p.m. That's cool. I'll be back for her show, and I'll just have a story then. Yeah. Our next show is actually going to be with my my twin daughters who are 24 oh awesome we're going to be on and heather's son who's 19 is going to be on i had i kind of had an idea i said hey heather why don't we bring the kids on and the focus of the talk will be what it's like to be the child of a paranormal researcher you know now i'm opening that's up that's a great idea yeah no idea what my daughters are going to say <laughs> but, but you know i have faith that they'll treat me kindly well, I'll be listening. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if, if anybody wants to listen, uh, like I said, Thursday nights, not this Thursday, though. I think the station is shut down this week. So next okay. week, the 29th is the next show. Passport to the Paranormal with Dr. Heather Lee and yours truly. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that one for sure. Well, and um, for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, anytime. I'm going to take, I'm going to have one more show, but it's pre-recorded. It won't be live. But it's pre-recorded. Um, see a past life regressionist. If that, I have my first past life done by her, by her. She didn't really a job. I found out why I've always been afraid of drowning of water because I drowned previous really? life. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. I kind of knew the back of my I mean, mind, I mean, but I may mean, believe in anything possible. That's true. I had a feeling I'd be here before. That's what I say to the naysayers. I'm like, have an open mind about it. How did we get here? You know, some, by some kind of supreme being created us, right? We didn't just poof and I always live. say, I feel like an old soul, even though I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for being on the show. So Frank, even though I had a few more questions, but I'll save those for later. Um, <laughs> oh, just send them to me. If anybody has any questions we didn't get, yeah. to, just Send them to me. I'll do my very best to answer them. That's why we're here for. Help with anything, 
just contact me through the foundation. We got an awesome group of experts. Yeah, uh, that's much smarter than I am. You know that um, can help you, or if they need my advice, they'll they'll get a hold. Yeah, of we you. gotta help you guys. You know, and you know, I can't be there physically. I can remove you, like you know. Cool. You've been a very big help to this foundation. I thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. So thank you. And I may be calling you too if I need some uh, psychic advice. Yeah, you need time. Let me know. I know. You need my number. You need. Shoot me your number. PM me your number. I'll send you mine. Will do. Right, and everything good. is confidential, of course, with all my guests. And of course, uh, will be on replay, will be an audible, will be everywhere after. So, so thank you guys for listening, and y'all you know, stay safe. And uh, after this week, I was gonna say before I forget again, but you know, but <laughs> um, I'm taking a two weeks break because I'm having health issues with my leg for some reason. It's weird. It's will stop swelling. <laughs> so anyway, in fact, I have it propped up from pillows right now. <laughs> Well, if you need my help in any, with anything, Nikki, you know how to get a hold of me. Oh, thank you, Linda. You have a great night, Joe, and you're oh, welcome back you anytime. Maybe uh, having you and your family on with us, that'll be awesome. Thank you very much. Happy hunting, everyone. God bless. Thank you. Have a great Bye. night, Joe. Bye. Bye. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, you have a great safe week. Until next time, this is your host, Nikki Ray and Paranormal. And before you tell, I don't want to forget my wonderful sponsors. I have two sponsors. Um, Jay Hill from Studio 6 Paranormal Entertainment and Brian J. Lavity from Paracles. I will make sure I include them. <laughs> so you guys great safe week. And until then, bye guys. Bye Joe, thank you. Bye bye. God bless you. Bye bye. If you want, you can say you know, when you chat, but thank you guys so much, and I'll see you guys later.